Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. This is Mrs. Gertz in uh, Girls Must Talk with Mrs. Gertz. Today we have a fascinating program with teenagers that uh, have a very interesting point that they want to talk about how adults or education are not meeting their potential needs. Today we have in the audience Leo, Mirab, Susanna, Esther, and Maya. Okay, so today we're going to talk. Uh, I think uh, Leo is going to be the first one speaking. How are you, Leo? Okay, so tell us a little bit. Uh, what what do you have to say to the adults today in in you know in in education where you feel they lack? Um, there we go. Uh -huh. They lack common sense. I mean, it's obvious that teenagers going through puberty cannot focus well enough on their studies, and we are expected of that and even more. So, uh, yeah, kill all adults. Now, Mayrath. Okay, I mean, kill them with love. That's what she is. Okay. Yes, Mayrath. Okay. Uh, we'll come back to you. Okay, Shoshana. So yes, we want to hear a little bit about how do you, how could you, what would you tell the adults to better help you in your development? see like kids you gotta work and that's it but they don't get into how are you feeling what did you learn uh, how can that help you right empathy like Leo said very good okay now we have also Esther that she wants to also discuss this point what 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 has been your experience like you know what would you want adults, teachers and parents, and, and even, uh, you know, uh, extracurricular other teachers to uh, assist you or to guide you better? Um, I think you should give us better options that, like education majors and things like that, um, and so that we can understanding of the, the world, I guess. The new world that we're living because it is a new world. Give us an example of what would you want to see more? What would you want to see more? And this is an open discussion too, but uh, what would you um, like to see more? Oh. Um, I guess I want to see more of like, I think um, more the way they teach um, should be more creative. I think they should um, they should um, teach in a way that um, their sister interested. And most teachers teach in a way that's kind of boring for us. And I think that's also part of our motivation is the way like teachers teach. 
So I think there needs to be also more like creative, um, creative projects and um, things that we can do. So we get yeah, interested in like, our, our world has progressed and our education system has not. So I mean, if like if it's good for some things to stay yeah. the same. It's good for some things. I, I think it's good for some things to stay the same, but I do think they have to um, include us more. Include you more, and so you like to work interact, interact more, give your opinion, give your viewpoints, uh, because I know that you know more than the adult in today's world. Knowledge you so superpass you know, the adult's uh, knowledge and the data that you have is much more, um, uh, you know, hands-on and fingers than, than accessible. There you go. That's the word that I was looking for. Thank you. Okay. And, uh, okay, we'll go back to, we'll go back to uh, Mirab. Yes, please uh, tell us a little bit about how you, how would you like, for instance, give me an example of a model of a class that you would like to have. Of course, different subjects, uh, different uh, realities, but what would you like to see in a classroom setting where you feel more that you're learning? I think it depends a lot on the teacher because there's a and the subject because a lot of times there's, I have a preferred way of learning, but with one teacher it works, and with a different teacher it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And okay. so I think it depends a lot on what subject. Yeah. If it's more, more like math, which is harder to understand, I think a great way to, to do it is to learn it in class, to have the teacher go over it, and then have homework that practices about it. But whereas lessons like Torah and Navi and Support where we're learning stories, I don't think there's the need for homework. I think you can learn the story in class, you can talk about it, you debate on it, but a lot of times there's no need for homework. Mm -hmm. And the homework just adds more pressure on the students. And I think something that adults might not understand is that we want to do other things except for school, and or if we're in a specific program, we have other things except for that program. And when each teacher and when each teacher gives us homework, it makes us feel like that teacher thinks that all we do in life is that lesson. But that's not true. We want to do. We have school. We have. Yeah, we have extracurricular programs, and we also want to do things for fun. Correct. I mean, it goes. You know, work hard. I'd also say that. Social life. Yes. I'd also say that. I mean, there are different people who. For, like let's say there are people who can sit in a class and learn from the teacher and there are people who can't really sit in a class or can't really you know like remember everything that's being said to them in a class in a lesson so making everybody every kid in this world making everyone do the same like do the same the, like the same uh, assignment for methods yes. the same methods as one group it doesn't work because every single person's brain learns different. different. Yes. It comprehends 
information differently. differently. Yes, yeah, some are oral and some are visual and some... Uh, so do you feel the pressure of handing in work causes a lot of anxiety? Yes. 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 So what should be a little bit the change is to <laughs> say, well, in this month, these assignments are expected and you have the, the ability to say, okay, that one, I'm going to finish it on this day. That one, it's on you to take the, the decision when to finish the assignment within the parameter of the month, right? That would be a good idea. Then what about uh, you putting more input in the class, meaning like research, like you're saying, instead of having the teacher hand me down information, uh, have the teacher give you themes or you bring up themes and you do the research. Which one do you think would be better for for today's uh, uh, Generation Z or Generation Z? Not everything you can find online. Correct. Sometimes it's hard to find things. So I think a teacher should give something. Yeah. Um, so it's like half. It's 50%. Okay. That's, a, that's very important. Yes. Yes, go ahead. I'd say it's also um, useful for uh, maybe, let's say, like fourth graders or fifth graders to already learn how to find uh, resourceful information. And you said it is. It is. Yes. I mean, if you know at a young age how to look for the like correct sites and not like clickbait and all that, you learn what's legit and what's not. Correct. So already at a such a young age, so it already pre preps you for like you know high school, middle right. school. And also, like if you're in, uh, as a child, you're in a uh, like a higher level class because you because you understand the information and you can handle that. But then you don't learn any study methods. You don't learn how to revise anything. You don't learn how to review because everything just comes naturally to you, so you don't know that. And then once you go to like the higher grades, it'll, it comes back at you, and you don't know how to study, and you don't have those resources to go to and use. So you say resources and methodology. Uh, so at a young age, how to how to do a research paper or where to look at different things? Yes, I think uh, teachers uh, today have to be much more not uh, one to uh, the authority and then give all things out, but to be more of a coach type of uh, reality where. It could wake up the interest of, of the students to say, hey, what is it that you love and how can I help you, you know, get to the, that type of knowledge so you can present it? Because today everything is uh, being able to, to feel a, a sense of um, self-esteem where you can relate what, what you're working on, what you're studying. Yeah, it's not so, oh, I don't want to do it. No. Today, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, who is going to be ahead of the game is the one that can present things in a systematic way, in a clear way, 
and you're not serving them. Do you, do you agree with that? Yes? Yes. Anything else that you want to point out? Um, I would like to actually um, when we were talking before about, you talked about uh, how you, you think a good idea would be to give us projects that we have a month to do and we get to decide when to do them. I think that could, in theory, be a good uh, way, but I don't think, I think you should have one big project and then the rest would be really small because once you give us three projects, even if you give us a long time, a lot of students, it will overwhelm them, no matter how much time you give them to do it. Just the fact of thinking, oh, I have these three huge things to do, it can cause them to procrastinate right. and not want to do them, and that can cause more stress than just giving them more anxiety. Yeah, I see what you see. Yes? I would find interesting to do is you give us uh, you can make you make us write like let's say a ten-page paper, and you give us the whole school year to write about it. But we can write maybe as many pages as we want about one topic we want to cover. And I think when you have such a long year and you go through it, it gets more interesting, and you can, you know, get in deeper into the like the subject you're bringing up, and you know. It's giving you're, you're giving us ten months to do it, and it's giving us a lot of time to <laughs> research about it and to you know deepen and deepen in, in go full into it. That's very very important, girls. In terms of because we are in a Jewish school, in terms of um, I'm not going to say that the subject of uh, of uh, Navi and all these other Torah ones. Do you think it meets your needs today, uh, stories, or what would you want to see more um, in terms of teachers um, wanting to really help you uh, understand life uh, under a parameter that is not so materialistic but more into a more, you know, a spiritual or connection? to the one above. What would you, how would you, if you had to create a class of Torah or a class of Navi, how would you like to present it? I'm just curious.
learn more useful information that would actually and legitimately help us in the future. Interesting. Yeah. I agree. Um, I agree with you on the financial thing. I think that we do need to learn more about that and that we don't learn enough about um, finance and things that we need in the future. But I do think that Delano and B are actually um, they're actually very important for our futures and it's something like critical for us to learn and it's also like a guide to life. Like I don't know how to explain it, but there are things um, like situations that are actually very useful even if you don't realize it at the moment. Um, and also it's very good to know history because to want to be are basically history and rules and that will eventually help your life. And I do agree with the financial thing because we don't we don't have enough of that. We don't have yeah, yeah, I'm not saying to want to be isn't important. All I'm saying is, you know, they take up way too much time in a week. Yeah. To, you know, yeah. We could also, you don't need to learn about the finance, about mortgages and taxes and things like that in elementary school or middle school. You could learn it in high school. You could take two, three hours a week and, and teach about um, taxes and mortgages and savings. They take up half the hours in math in high school. But not in middle school. Yeah, they have that basic. Yeah, basic. I, I think it should be another thing, though. I think we need to learn the finance from younger age, not in high school. Right, right, right. The, the, the use of money, because what happens? When we are not, uh, when we are not conscious, we just, mom, dad, please, can you give us more money? We want money, money. But it, we don't know what it takes to make that money. We don't know what it takes, where the money goes to pay bills. We don't know uh, how we could be considered. Well, maybe you know, my dad or my mom right now are going through hard moments because they have to pay A, B, and C, and we demand more. And and the parents take loans, and then things get a little bit bumpy because you know the reality is these economies today. You know, I mean, even though they're very good, but I think there is a very strong uh, need, like you say, of having a class on uh, money, money management. Budget. How to save up. How to get money. taught on useful ways or like uh, tactics on how to save up money because most people would indulge in the money at the moment they get it, like cash, you know, jobs. There, yes. So uh -huh. if we're not taught how to save up or anything, we really wouldn't know or it wouldn't be like we wouldn't be able to use the money for also, something important. Very also, how to pay a bill, how to like um, go to the bank, do things at the bank, take care of regular things. That's the real world. That's the real world. Yes. I mean, I'm curious uh, by your parents, do they not say, hey, go to the bank and pay this bill for me? No. So we got to maybe teach our parents also. <laughs> I, I mean, in my case, my mom would say, okay, this is the check. You go to the nice lady and you give it to her and we're paying. So it gave me a sense of, oh, 
this is going to go, this piece of paper that is worth some value is going to pay the telephone bill, whatever, you know. I think that is very important. Also, the patient has a value of the value of it will go down eventually. So if you save it a certain way so it doesn't lose its value. Yeah, like three, I think to the 3.24, it goes down. Yeah, it goes down, goes down and up and down and up. And then, you know, the money, you know what the money says? There's a saying. You know what the money says? It never stays. <laughs> unless, unless, and this, these are three Torah principles. A third is in the bank. A third is in assets, whatever you want to buy. But a car does not uh, follow that because a, a, a car depletes its value. And a third is in money uh, stocks. But if we don't know anything about that. Right. Right. We just see these things on TV saying, like, insurance statistics, but we, we never really understand them. We right. Right. It, it took my sister like a few days to explain to me what the stock market was. And it's still it's very confusing. And, and it is. And it's a hard, and it's a hard, uh, it's a game. It's like a game. Guessing. Guessing and, and predicting. And people that really are into it, they have a high level of stress that you cannot even imagine. I mean, I, I, I can recall in 2008, I don't know if girls where you were, but 2008 was a big boom that just exploded. Big companies, you know, uh, that were very well known in, in the United States just fell. Yeah, 1930. But the recent one was in 2008 where everything, no money, there's no money. What do you mean that there's no money? Well, it was a balloon, it was just a word saying that there was money, and wow. So also, it, it would be very important to understand the value, what makes a country, you know, economy, what makes, you know, the economy of a country, and what is just in paper, and what is real assets. So all these things, I, I think it would be a very good idea to, uh, I don't know, to suggest in schools to give a class on finances, because that would really help. You know, I mean, uh, girls that are starting to work right now, I mean, and that's another reality, depending where you're going to live, we're here in Israel, but in America, you need to have a big pocket to go to university. One bedroom apartment in the middle of New York is and not even the city, just like anywhere in New York. It's so expensive. expensive. And <laughs> so many it's crazy. It's yeah. like how many like college students go really into debt. Right. So and you know why they go to debt, and that, that's part of the economy that we have to understand that it's it's not fair. They say, Oh, they're young, they'll have all their lives to pay up their bills. And that should not be. I went to university, and it was, of course, I worked, and I paid. I worked, and I paid. But 
why should you girls have to go through these type of things? You know, I mean, you have to kind of like foresee what, uh, you know, that big ocean, because it is a big ocean. You have to know how to swim it. And the, the ocean is the economy. You know, why some parents have done very well. And of course, also it's mazal and also discipline of how to keep the money with you. Correct? Yeah? Anything else that you want to add? But Esther, you didn't finish and you wanted to say something about New York and what, how people are struggling. So it's like when parents see their kids, they're paying crazy amounts for tuition and crazy amounts of taxes and crazy amounts of everything. And so how are they going to expect their kids to have a family and give their children a good education and have a house and things like that when they don't? When they can't, when the parents themselves can't, uh, are struggling. Something I think that would be important to the school process, you know, about the language obviously, the environment language and I think it would also be important to learn on starting families. I'm not saying they should teach you, um, you should start families. I just think people should, I think people should, you know, I think we pe like people should teach you. Teachers should explain to you what it really means to raise a family or to, you know, like have babies or anything or children. Because people always tell you it's um, it's amazing. It's like it's you know kids are made like they're miracles and all that. I agree. Also, the fact that it's very difficult to have children. Sleepless nights, endless worrying. I mean, a lot of bills being spent on children. I mean, they should just always. I think we should just always be prepared before before the experience. We jump into something. Yes, I mean, yes. there are kids at the age of twenty or twenty-one, or 20, even like twenty-three, getting married and starting families. I'm not saying I'm not opposed to it. I'm just saying, know what you know. You're getting into. No, what you're getting into. Yeah, no, you're getting into. <laughs> no, what it means to actually have a family. No, what you, like you have to also, you have to put uh, you like your, your kids before yourself. And I mean, it sucks to put people before you when you really don't feel like it. But you know, well, having children, that's, that is that is that is the yeah. that is important to put yeah. children. Yeah, it's like to be able to raise a family and to get a well-paying job. A lot of times, well-paying jobs means a lot of your time is spent on that job. But now the kids don't understand that you're when you're going to work, you're doing it for them. They are thinking you're not home; you forgot about us. And then you have to come home from this job that you're spending eight hours, nine hours, ten hours doing to make money for them. You have to come home, you're tired from work, and all you want to do is rest, and you can't do that. You have to be spending time with the kids. I mean, right, right. there's always like the chance where, um, you know, you could be a widow, or have, like there would be a, like a father would be without a wife. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's very hard to raise children on your own, so, I don't think we're being taught really enough about how hard it is to start families and how hard it is to save up money for those families or, you know, what it really means to 
give yourself up for your children. I mean, it's like everything you do has to, you have to consider them. You have to put them always. Like, are you going to spend money on these shoes or are you going to get your children food or the children these school books or notebooks? I mean, right. you put their priorities over yours. And I mean, if we're not, you know, being warned about this or even just like, you know, prepared about it earlier in life, then we're not prepared at all when it happens to us. And then we really are just struggling. And right. Saying. And it shouldn't happen like that. I mean, a lot, you know, a lot has to do with how organized one is. Like you were saying, you know, things happen in life. You know, we start with parents, but then one parent has to unfortunately gets sick, unfortunately goes to the next world, and, and then a mother or a father has to be the, you know, the father and mother, that's one reality. The other one is, unfortunately, we see a lot of uh, divorces, and this happens mostly because the economies are not, you know, are not uh, strong or balanced. And uh, if we could uh, understand the importance the role that each one should have. Now, one thing is should have, and the other one is how mature one can be. Because, you know, we do find in, in Jewish environments, some environments where the guys are taught just to sit down and learn. And the woman has to support the family. And that is uh, not really, I mean, for one year, okay, but not for all the life. The balance, and so also even how to choose your soulmate. That we all know that we all have a soulmate. You know, forty years, yeah, forty days before you were born, there was another soul that was separated into another body. If you didn't know that, but that is true. Uh, and you have to go and see who your soulmate is. This looks like well, yeah. <laughs> I honestly can. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Sometimes I ponder about it, but I mean, I think you always think that this person is right for you, but then the other one is so right for you. And even though the person is right for you, you always have to have the push and let go. Uh, you know, uh, the other way around. And there's always the giving and the coming and going, and that's something that we also have to be taught how to do it. Also, um, this may be a bit sensitive for people, but something they do not teach kids or teenagers is sex ed. It's a sexual Very education. important. Yes. Many teenagers become parents, and it's because we're not taught already about what it really is, what, because teenagers, you know, they're curious. They yeah, don't know curious, better. Parents are very sensitive about the topic. They don't really talk about it. Now, schools don't, they don't go into that topic much more than they should. They just teach you what it really is and everything else. That's like, well. mm -hmm. But when you don't know about it and you're curious, you're going to want to find out. And sometimes. And the consequences. The consequences. And then, yeah. Yeah. Lives yeah. can be changed. Yes, 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 yes. Can yes. get very difficult and most of the time I mean when teenage pregnancies happen, it's most it's very almost always the mother who suffers, the teenage girl who suffers, 
And sometimes, you know, young boys, they, they're not mature enough or they are not ready. I mean, no one's ready at such a young, young age to have right. children. And they leave and then that mother is stuck with a child and parents who are probably very disappointed in her. But if we should be disappointed in someone, we should be disappointed in the way we're not taught okay. enough or how the media sometimes yes. portrays it very different, very different. Of course, the Hollywood movie. romantic reality, yeah. which is not real either. It's not real. Our brains are always, like, we're always curious. I think it's a trait that many people, I think everyone has. So when curiosity turns into something like really, you know, an experience that you did not sign up for, it's put like it put the blame on you. Like exactly. you're never to blame. Right. I right. mean, no, some no. cases, let's say if you knew very well about it, you were educated enough about it. Okay, so uh, you know these these podcasts. That's exactly what we do. We 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 try to say things and we try to have a, a you know a feedback from from um, you know you audience and um, yeah, it's a very important point. Uh, I'm not going to disclose the age of all these beautiful teenagers, but you know they're they're very. Um, not only intelligent, this awareness that is here that maybe at some age was not so uh, so uh, apparent. I think uh, adults have to really start rethinking how one should teach or uh, give uh, orientation to uh, to the to the young to youth, right? So, any other thing? Let's. We're gonna be uh, right now wrapping it up. Let, w each one of you can say one last thing, and um, we can continue this program if you would be interested. We can continue it once a week or something. So, Esther, what is your last? Uh, um, so, I know the last like thing. Okay. Um, very good. <laughs> Very good. No, and, and and I think girls should have to tell the adults and not be fearful to say, "Hey, we need this." Like we just said here, I think it's a very important message to the adults. You know, we're not dumb. We are in the you know spring of our life, but we need to know consequences and uh, left, right, and directions. Yeah. Very good. And um, I think also to be able to teach ourselves. Um, to prevent that, we get stuck and we don't know what to do in class and um, we miss assignments. Uh, I think the teacher should build a connection with each student. Also, especially when it's a big class, it's hard for everyone to focus and for everyone to understand what the teacher is talking about. And I think the teacher needs to always have a connection with every student and get to know every student at the beginning of the year. And um, also, like, text them once in a while, like, see, like, are you doing? Do you need help on your assignment? Like build a connection with each student. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important. Beautiful. I guess very important. And and I know they're big groups, but there's also ways you can build connection. I think the WhatsApp helps a lot, right? Yeah. The, the uh, WhatsApp helps a lot. Yes, um, Iram. I think. 
Yeah. I think that something we can take away from this is maybe that teachers need to think of more creative ways to teach their classes. And even if they are doing a creative way, that they should still change it as a whole program and see what the students would like. Very good. Very important. Very important. Yes. Leo. Um, I definitely say that um, the system has many holes, like every system, but I think um, in this system especially, there are a lot of flaws, you know, flaws, yeah, and, you know, we have to try and fix it the best we can. I also think um, that this just is something that I thought of, but you know, in this world, we're forced to grow up too quickly. We leave our youth and our childhood way too fast. But I also think that in this world, it's necessary for us to grow up because, like, to mature faster. Because, I mean, already at such young ages, such horrible things happen that we're not educated about enough and that can lead to you know traumatic things happening so right i mean it, yeah it sucks that yeah. already at the age of nine you have to be taught about horrible things that can happen to you at that age especially but i mean if for the sake of protecting and for you know the keeping yourself safe you have to you know grow up fast and I think the problem is less that we're growing up too fast and more that we don't have a smooth transition. That the way we're either we're full on innocent, don't know anything, and then we go straight to learning about everything that's going on in life. In a harsh way, you're saying. In like everything sexual, we learn like right away, and then everything that can be helpful in the future for like money and finance that we don't learn at all. And I think we need to do, we need to make it smoother, we need to do a smoother transition from not knowing anything, just slowly learning about things, and we also need to learn about finance, and when we go into the real world, we can be prepared with everything, and yeah, it might be, we won't have as long of a time as with a innocent childhood, but we'll also be able to transition easily, and we will have an easier time as an adult. Beautiful. I think because of, I think the, um, growing up too fast is also because of social media. We live in a time where um, we don't have an innocent childhood, like she said, and um, I think we just like, we get, all the information gets tossed into our faces because of our phones. We can look up anything we want, we get to know anything because um, people talk about it, people talk about things that we should know when we're older. And um, everything is on social media, and there are no most parents um, don't have filters on their on their kids on their children's phones, and I think that's a very big issue. I think right. giving phones to any anybody younger than twelve is already an issue. Yeah, yes. without even even with a filter, giving someone a phone at twelve is an issue. And yes. under twelve, they should 12. parents should just wait. I don't think, but I don't think parental control. I don't think like able to see what you're doing. I just think having some sort of VPN, I might, I've been told, my father was the only one, that there's this special VPN that filters anything like 
however you want it. If you want it 13 plus filter, that's fine. If you want okay, it 16 plus filter, if you want it seven, if you want a PG filter, that's a, like that's I what you can do. Communication in every situation is communication about what they see, communication and that communication sometimes. You know, we say, oh, parents, you know, they're not listening to me. But we have to also, that's the empathy, understand the stress that if he doesn't, you know, give in the whatever project, you know, he's going to be, you know, not hired for the next, you know, the, 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 like you say, outside realities are tough. And nobody's perfect. You're allowed to do mistakes. But when we do make mistakes, and when we don't act perfect or have perfect scores or perfect attendance or well enough assignments, we're being, we get part, it's harsh consequences. I think when you're being told all your life, this, this is what like life is, life isn't perfect or you aren't perfect, you're allowed to do a, like make mistakes, you're allowed to regret. And then when we are being in school and then we realize and then they say oh no make mistakes and your whole grade is affected and your and your you know gpa can be affected and then your book can have like a bad score and then this happens and then it messes up your whole life or you're gonna have to take courses after it we should also be allowed to make mistakes without it affecting us way too much way too much right also, every school should, or maybe every grade in the school should have um, a chat, uh, like a psychologist that can help everyone, and also who regularly like checks up on students and see sees like how they're doing, and also how their situation is at home, and um, mostly talks about their stress uh, about school, and also what they um, their requests. Um, for school, like if they want a new subject, if they want to learn like a new subject, or they want to um, have less work or more work, how they feel about certain things, and then the, the psychologist should collect these um, information and um, talk to um, um, the principal, principal and everyone. Yeah, that's very. I think yeah, so. There's no psychologist. I'd say they are, um, they don't. Okay. <laughs> so we have, you know, the standards of a psychologist. We have yeah, a course, which is, we can go to that, we have a course, but I think, I just want, I just want, the first one is that, if I'm not forced to, I'm not going to go to, like, I, in seventh grade, I did have some things going on, and I was, I was going through a bit of a tough time, and my friends told me to go to them, but I didn't go to them, because, I'm not the type of person who's going to walk up to a stranger and be like, here's all my problems, deal with them. <laughs> because you don't know them. I, I don't want to. Right. Like, it feels nice to be very No, but I'd also say from personal experience that there are the odd sorts of psychologists in school, and it's, like, it's very unfortunate, but I, uh, it's just hard to trust them because. I mean, information gets passed, yeah, yeah. and it's also when you based you have no like. Let's say if you're you have a therapist, you can ask her what you or him 
what you want being told to your parents or what you want being right. not told. But when it comes to like school officials, you have no, you can't tell them what to tell, not to tell, and what to tell. Right. So it gets you feel like you can't tell, or you can't, you have to lie, like you have to tell a white lie. It's you also can't sometimes say information gets passed because it's for your safety. No, I'm not talking about like safety. But yeah. I'm, talk, I'm, I'm talking about for, how, the, for the time like, that um, the time that you want to keep it private, and if that's something that can be recommended, I think that you can just try to. Right. Yeah, like, that's very important. That's yeah, very yeah. To, to to be able to trust the person that is uh, the most important thing because, like you say, you're giving all you, you know your your anguish, your your need, and then someone goes and say, "Hey, did you know that so and so is going through so and so situation?" Like now, but sometimes, of course, they say it to help out. Sometimes it's for good, and sometimes it doesn't work. I mean. Trust is something you have to build on. It's not something right. you can just, you can't, I feel like going one time to the United States or the psychologist and being like, hey, this is my problem, bye. <laughs> like, it's hard telling you what to do and advice. I just think it's it's a big risk to take. I mean, you don't know this person at all. Like, at all. You've seen her maybe once or twice. And for you to suddenly tell your life story to her, it's, a problem because they might not respect it and they might like your privacy they might not respect your privacy and they would I mean saying this again from personal experience my like stories and struggles have been passed when I specifically asked to not be right. talked about and it wasn't something you know life concerning or something concerning my safety or anything concerning my grades it was something I was just feeling you know stress I want yeah I want to get stress off and I had to learn the hard way that you know you can't trust someone who you've been told to trust you have to decide that on your own burn the patriarchy <laughs> we're ending it off with burn the patriarchy <laughs> Any other comments, girls? It's been a pleasure. You are a great, great bunch. I have to say, well, more than bunch. You are very respectful in, in my eyes. Um, yes, um, I think you will help a lot of uh, girls try to come and open up. And maybe you know, we have a a, a um, email. Or you can uh, do some uh, research or want to talk or say some uh, comments. And um, yeah, we can continue this program if uh, the girls uh, are willing. We can talk different things. And like this, we can get responses of girls. Yes. Okay, well, we'll summer, so. I know, you know, after summer or from where you are. Okay, so thank you very much, and um, we'll be in a continuing program whenever we resume. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>